That was really far off. Yeah, it was pretty far off on that one. You know what happens. <laughs> As listeners of this show know, I can be pretty far off on stuff. Things get sideways. Things get sideways. And speaking of getting sideways, we're down here in the underground. D2B2 getting down on the get down. Sam, what's up? We don't need this right now. Take that upstairs. Go take a nap. Yeah. Get your sleep on. <laughs> Redo and... Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to D2B2 Sports. Out here in the underground on a Friday for a classic installment of the Friday Five. Nick, how you feeling? I'm feeling hype. We're in the underground. I'm on my Dan Campbell Friday regime of coffee. We've already ran two errands so far. Early AM. I got some banger picks ready. A pretty out there DFS lineup. It might be a little bit too out there. I might have colored outside the lines. A little too far, as I've been known to do from time to time. We were talking about this before we got recording as we were getting set up for the morning. And uh, you pointed out that you might have gotten too cute. And uh, I, too, it's funny enough, might have gotten too cute. So this I might be a too cute Friday. Too cute. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's Nikki Sager over there, by the way. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. And, of course, I'm Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. And I have a new additional soundbite for Fridays. So this is all about what we're trying to do out here on a Friday. This is really the heart and the spirit of it, is using these formulas for moolah. Well, formulas are my formula for moolah. So. <laughs> Ted! What is that from? It's from Parks and Rec. Yeah? Yeah, I just like, I, I used it recently for a different thing, and uh, I was like, this, I'm going to port this over to the sports side of the world. That was pretty solid. Thanks. I uh, can get down with that. Yeah, because that's what we're trying to do here, people. Make some moolah. Trying to cash some tickets. Well, I guess nowadays, cash some dollars back into your DraftKings account or wherever yeah, you have it. Just cash some. Yeah. On, well, you get ticket numbers, right? You just don't yeah, get Yeah, I guess they're technically ticket, ticket numbers, yeah. yeah. It still counts. Like, you still, don't get airline tickets, but you, you have tickets, right? You just don't get a stub. Right. That's true. Although I was very happy that I got an actual ticket with a stub when I went to the uh, Michigan game a couple weeks ago. Michigan-UConn game. I yeah. was happy to have a paper ticket. Classic physical ticket feels pretty good. I had a classic physical ticket for a concert not that long ago for the first time in a good while. And uh, that felt nice to hold. I was like, man, everything, all the other concerts I go to these days is just digital tickets. I'll tell you what else feels nice to hold. This fucking winning record I'm sporting after three weeks of giving picks out here. Do you want to recap last week? Do you, yeah, do you we might as well slide bit? straight into the recap, baby. Lead us off. Tell, tell us what happened. You got the numbers in front of me. I don't. I know uh, we'll, we'll start with your hotness, and then I'll uh, – actually, no, no. We're going to start with me bragging about something that you refused to give any love to. You bashed me because I went to another quarterback prop parlay, and oh, boy, who hit the prop parlay? I came down on This you guy, Lamar. Got there by three yards, but he got there, baby. Uh, yeah, your Lamar Jackson over two fourteen and a half passing and one and a half uh, passing touchdowns. It, that did come home. You, you cleared the passing yards by three and a half yards. He uh, popped up a big two eighteen number, yeah. hey, but a win's a win, baby. Plus two forty, plus two forty return. That uh, that you needed that. I did. Quite frankly, yeah, you quite needed frankly, that to I get to the that, point of almost breaking even. Yeah, because that's all I got right. Because your time. other three were were. Listen, can I just say it? Like they yeah, weren't just losses; they were like fucking losses. Oh yeah, yeah. We, no, your boy, your boy took some beatings last week. We talked 
in depth before and during the show about why I was so against this Chiefs minus five and a half play. And sure as shit, they ended up losing the game straight up. Although, and we're going to get to this a little bit later, this was... This was one of the shittiest games I've ever seen by anybody that beats a team as good as the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, it just took a muffed fumble by Sky Moore. It took an absurd uh, personal foul penalty on Frank Clark, who said God knows what to Matt Ryan in the fourth quarter that extended that drive. Like, what do you say verbally to a quarterback that gets you a penalty? Especially if it's like a big six foot four white dude from Boston College. Like, what could that guy? I want to know what he said. Yeah, no, to get a flag. Some real shit had to go down in that moment. It had to get sure. seriously yeah, like, over the line. Oddly specific. Like, yeah, talking about how his, like, d- his daughter's a jerk or, like, went after the kids or his wife. Do or, you like, think that like, that very would... Personal. Let, me, let me see if we're on the same page here. You think that saying your daughter is a jerk <laughs> would get you a personal foul penalty in the NFL? You think this is the kind of shit talking that goes on in NFL football? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a lot of like your grandma's a poopy face. And yeah, it's like that's just very second grade. That's the part they don't want us to know. Is that like <laughs> they all just like have reverted back to playground, fucking style insults. Your mama is so fat. Oh shit! And then some other lineman pipes in. How fat is she? Oh, <laughs> your daughter's she's a fat jerk. As that guy. She's as fat as that guy. And they just point to a lineman. All the other linemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good place to start today's show. Your daughter's such a jerk. Oh, God, I can't get your daughter's a jerk. Yeah, man. So yeah, I did poorly outside of my Lamar prop bet. I uh, I in fact won nothing else. Chiefs minus five and a half loss. But to uh, be fair, straight up, I did bet five dollars on the Lamar bet and a dollar on everything else for some reason. So I actually did profit last week technically. Banging return <laughs> yeah, on, on investment. Really weird, really weird way to profit overall. But I did technically profit two dollars or so last week. For the sake of what we're grading on the show, we're doing one unit. Per I know, straight yeah. play and a oh. quarter unit per parlay because those are fucking out there. <laughs> like nobody in their right mind should ever play these, but they're fun to talk about. And do I get two units gonna be for, a me, time. for my two props hitting technically? No, you get two point four units because it was plus two forty. Yeah, so yeah. you you were plus two point four units, but you were minus three point three for your three losses. Aww. Oh. Well, you know, let's stop talking about my loser week. And uh, Bills, I'll... Dolphins, over right. 51 and a half. Right. Loss. More, more losses. Yeah. All right. let's, I guess we can tell them about all my L's real quick. It's fine. All right. So, yeah, Chiefs went poorly. Bills, Dolphins, poorly. Eagles, Commies, over 47. Loss. Tough I think the Commies there. only scored eight points. Yeah, the Commies uh, reverted back to Carson Wentz being bad off. There was one point in that game where the Eagles had 323 passing yards and the Commies had negative one. You sent me a screen cap of that last week, and I was cracking up as I saw it. It was amazing. I think the commies may have scored fewer points than times they allowed Carson Wentz to get sacked. That's insanity. I know. I'm going to look this up, but I think that I think the Eagles had eight or more sacks in that game, which is preposterous. Do you want to switch to a more positive? Yeah, we're talking about some big wins over here. Big, big slide Nick, a little bit big here. Big Knicks, cash and checks. In order. Rams minus three. First half. Banger. 
Cardinals were actually getting shut out until they kicked two field goals inside two and a half minutes left in the first half. Easy win. Texans plus three. Push. A little bit of a filthy push. I still am going to continue to bet against the Bears, hopefully all year long. The fact that there's a fucking team in the NFL that's 2-1 and one, whose quarterback has thrown for 157 yards in a, a fucking season is ludicrous. Like, how does this make Luda. any sense? Bengals minus four and a half, complete crush job. I think that everybody saw this coming. We talked a lot about how the Bengals were just not a team that should be favored by less than a touchdown against the Jets. They went out and put it on them. Damian Pierce, over 58 and a half rushing yards. This got home before halftime. Again, against the Chicago Bears. Even my parlay, my touchdown parlay, Mark Andrews, touchdown. A.J. Brown, touchdown. Amonra St. Brown, no touchdown. So we got two out of three on the touchdown parlay. But that takes us to a 3-0-1 record on the week. Uh, This brings us to... Big Nick doing some slow math over there real quick. <laughs> Very poor. It's fine. Nine, two, and one on the year. Nice, dude. Nice. Nine, two, and one on the year so far. Big Nick through four weeks. It's hot. It's hot. It's coming in hot. In the, in the wise words of Mims, this is why he's hot. Mims? Yeah, remember that, remember I that remember guy? I remember that song, but I would have never known that it was Mims. Yeah, why did remember- Mims never get a sponsorship from M&M's? It's a great question because, well, you know, they had their sights set on a bigger rapper than Mims, Eminem. They just were, they refused yeah. to settle, you know? <sighs> like, we're, we're not going to take something close. There's no substitutes. We either get the big fish or we don't. Or we don't. And, and they didn't, to my knowledge. If anyone knows of any Eminem, Eminem's endorsements out there, please let me know that they exist. Cause I I'm, think, I'm, wait, I'm are you fr- referring to Eminem's endorsements as in the candy coated? Yeah. Chocolate candy, or are we referring to Eminem's endorsement as in companies that Eminem endorses? Well, I was referring to Eminem endorsing the company Eminem's. Referring to double. Is there anything that Eminem, Marshall Mathers, is there anything that he endorses? He has to have endorsed some stuff at some point along the way, like maybe like in a Dre headphones commercial for a second, oh. you know, like something like that. Like, has to, he, there has to have been an Eminem endorsement on something. Somebody should years. invent a sauce called Mom's Spaghetti, just oh, so yeah. Eminem can endorse that. Well, I mean, he do, yeah, he does have his spaghetti restaurant now. That's true. He endorses that. Inherently. Or a detergent that is, like, specifically geared to getting vomit off of sweaters. <laughs> Any of these would be good. Yeah, well, first you go to Mom's Spaghetti, you get the sauce stains, right? and then you go home and use Mom's Spaghetti Away. Ma- spaghetti Away. <laughs> Spaghettaway. Mom's detergent. Mom's spaghettaway. Spaghettaway is an amazing name for a stain remover. Thank you. Yeah, spaghettaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, patent pending. But yeah, Marshall, if you're interested in the ideas, man, we're here for you. We are happy to help Mr. Mathers make you, make you even more money, you know? We're here. We'll help. We'll do it. Outside of that, I mean, there could be some advertising opportunities in Oregon, because I'm pretty sure... A lot of hallucinogenic drugs are legal in Oregon now, which might be um, the angle. Drugs are decriminalized across the board, sir. I do right. not believe you. You're telling me that everywhere in the United States, hallucinogenic drugs are legal? No, no. I'm saying in, in the state of Oregon, all drugs are decriminalized. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, like uh, It's literally like all drugs. 
in the whole state? I thought like certain uh, things like had Portland. like it's, safe no, it's zones. Like, it's like Portland, yeah. It's, like, it's not the whole state. Portland it's like, is yeah. like, but it's its own planet. It's been very successful for them so far. Uh, based on what based measure? On, based on measures of overdose patients have dramatically decreased. Based on shelters and the typical intake of people such as addicts and stuff. There's a lot of metrics that are actually showing really positive results to the decriminalization of drugs out there. Score. It's much more treatment-focused, less criminalizing-focused. The idea is to try to help people rehab rather than throw them in jail. But I digress. Back to the matter at hand. Big Nick had another great week. I had another terrible week. So he's in a pretty commanding lead in this uh run of betting against each other's bets, essentially, that we're doing here. Betting against each other's bets. Well, I don't know. I, I phrased that poorly, as I'm one to do. You are a robust three and nine on the year. Oh, but it's robust, at least. That's, it is robust. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like a good sauce. Like, like a good bomb spaghetti yeah. sauce. Robust. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the type of sauce that's not for everybody, but those who like it really like it, you know? Why are you throwing a pillow at a cat? What the fuck happened? He's attacking the other cat. He's too aggressive. Man, out of nowhere. Very aggressive. I just see Nick pick up a pillow and just toss it at his cat. You're going to throw something. A pillow is a good thing. Well, I mean, yeah, no, it's very safe. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. It's a safe space thing to attack somebody with. Yeah, I just didn't see it coming. I was very surprised. Couldn't find my Dan Campbell, my thirty ounce cup of coffee. He does have an enormous cup of coffee, folks. Just huge cup of coffee. But let's get into this weekend's action. You know, we got our classic Friday Five lined up here. We've got our three bets, our player prop, our parlay, and our DFS. And I didn't pick a survivor because, as uh, with everything else that went poorly for me last week, I got knocked out of the survivor pool. The Seahawks. Yeah, tough break there. Bang, uh, ballsy uh, of the week. uh, uh, Speaking of getting too cute, I got too cute and went with the Seahawks and got knocked out of the survivor pool. I think for the sake of of continuing this on a weekly basis, you should pick a survivor anyway and just continue with the fact that you've used Seattle and not be able to use them. I mean, I'll do it, but you know, just just understand you're dealing with a loser here, folks. It's I I like your straightforward <laughs> approach. I'm keeping it real. Eliminated. Yeah, I, I'm out. Not a survivor. No, I did not survive. I was the weakest link. What are you gonna flip? I don't see anything around. Oh that yeah, you can no, flip. I, I've got a lighter in my pocket again. Uh, I brought a lighter in, so we can get back to, back to basics here with Bicker back. As we continue to flick that Bick. Well said. Thank you. Flip, flip that bick. Yeah, but you flick a bick. Well, I know you do, but you're not. Hit him with some ASMR real quick. You're not actually lighting anything. Are you planning on lighting something on fire right now? Maybe. Wild card. (laughs) That was some good old ASMR of me flicking that bick, folks. And now we're going to flip it in the air. Someone has to call something. Yeah, I don't know. I thought you were going to call it. It was man. the least know. successful. Yeah, I, I should have been on top of that. I was still confused about why you were lighting it. Bick. It is back. Oh. Oh. I want to make you go first this week. All right. The pressure's on. Well, you know how I like to grade, I suppose, or rank my. Three plays that I've got coming at you. I like to do the one star, two star, three star, or 
bronze, silver, gold type of approach, depending on how you want to look at it. <clears throat> so this would, I guess I'll lead off with, with what my one star would be, right? And I was really, really wavering between two different things that I wanted to do here. But uh, eventually I landed on Lions, Sea Bags, over 48 points. Ooh, a little Lions, Sea Bags over. In three games this year, Lions games have played to totals of 73, 63, and 52. There could be a little bit of concern about how huge the Lions injury report is. I mean, there are a fascinating number of guys that are on this injury report. DeAndre Swift is not expected to play. I don't know that that slows down the offense. Amon Ross St. Brown, basically like 50-50 to play right now. I'm inclined to think that he does play. No matter what happens, as far as who actually ends up on the field, I don't know how much that really impacts how many points are going to be scored in the game. I think that Jamal Williams will be able to put up some serious numbers. Seattle's defense is fascinatingly porous. The Lions' rush defense is also relatively porous, so you should see a decent day out of Rashad Penny. The fear here is that if this does become a game where a lot of the time, a lot of the plays are spent on the ground, then you might just not see a lot of clock stoppages, and the game just could just end really quick, which could lead to some fewer points being scored in the game. I like the idea of Geno Smith. Sometimes you say things, and before you even say them, you catch yourself and say, what the hell is about to come out of my mouth? But I like the idea of Geno Smith having a decent day and putting up decent numbers. I'm pausing because I feel like you should say something to me right now. I, I'm I'm speechless. Did you hear what I what yeah, I just said? Like I, there should be something contradictory coming out of your mouth. I well, I, the thing is, there's so many things that come to brain immediately. Where I'm like, did he actually just call for a Geno Smith high potency offense day? I, maybe not high potency, but efficient is probably what I'm expecting here. Efficiency. Right? Let me I, I, here. Let me let me break this down. Let me tell you where how I got here. All you're, right. You're expecting a strong E to or efficient effort. An efficient effort. An enter what? So, here's my concern. All right, my concern is that the Lions have a very good pass rush. Yes. What makes me optimistic is that. Part of the reason they have a very good pass rush is because they blitz like maniacs. Only the uh, Cardinals and Broncos have blitzed more than the Lions so far this year. But wait till you, you're, this is going to blow your mind because this blew my mind. Against blitzes this year, Geno Smith is 22 for 25 for 204 yards and two touchdowns. Damn. Not necessarily what you would anticipate from Geno Smith. However, I think that the way that Seattle schemes their offense is conducive to getting the ball out quickly, conducive to not allowing sacks, not allowing big plays, and thus sustaining drives. Um, the, the Lions, no matter what, they just seem like a team that, well, they don't seem like a team, they are a team that if they are winning, Throughout the entire game, they're going to find a way to let Seattle back in the game at the end. And if they yeah, are man. losing the entire game, 
they're probably going to find a way to come back. So I I think you're going to see some fireworks late in the game, no matter what gets to that point, right? Like, it feels like no matter what the course of action is, the first three quarters, there's going to be some points scored in the fourth quarter. Uh, The Redskins came back from being down by 25 points. The Vikings came back from being down, I want to say, at least 21 points last week, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, Was it that big of a lead? Oof. I don't know. I mentally checked. 14. Yeah. But they were they were down 14 nothing at one point. I mentally so. checked out because I was just like, oh, the Vikings are just going to tra-la-la-la-la, come on back in, tra-la-la-la-la. And that's how we got there. That's basically the end of my analysis. End analysis. Lions, Hawks of Sea, over 48. Man. Thoughts? Um, you know, I think that's a pretty reasonable bet. I have, I have no thoughts against... It stands to reason the uh, the high potent offense of the Detroit Lions continuing to click along. I do rather enjoy the uh, the statistic of like, you know, everyone's top three predicted offenses of the season: the Ravens, the Bills, and the Lions through three through X amount of weeks. Everyone saw that's how everyone saw the NFL breaking out so far, right? You know, that was the that was the big predicted breakdown of the season. Obviously, that's what everyone had was lion, oh, big lions. I've got one more, one more nugget. He's got you. one more nugget. Um, in home games this year, Jared Goff five hundred and seventy-one passing yards, six touchdowns, one pick. That's pretty good. This yeah. is a home game. Goff's been better than I thought he'd be this year, man. I gotta give it to I gotta give that to him. Gotta gotta give some respect to Mr. Goff. Mr. Senior. <laughs> Alright, uh, would you like me to place a bet now? I would I, I want to hear what your your bronze play. Do the thing that I do. Do it, do it like me. <laughs> no. What's your least favorite bet? That sounds dumb to say. Which of these do you like the least? But No, it's the bronze medal. Uh, yeah. It's like the Norway of sports betting. <laughs> I ha- I will give you my least favorite this week because, yeah, so so far the underpants gnome didn't really work out. The, the underpants method didn't work out. I mean, uh, you know, the sandwich method didn't work out great. The Milky Way build didn't work out great. So, you know, maybe get back to basics. We're going to go with the – For the uh, record, all three of your <laughs> – your three metaphors thus far have been based on food and underpants. Yeah, the the essentials in life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am gonna start out with my uh, my 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 bronze medaler. I will say is the Jets plus three and a half at Pittsburgh. Uh, okay. Um, Zach Wilson's coming back. It seems and playing. Zach Wilson is playing. That is the that is the word on the streets, and I think Pittsburgh is not very good at football. They're, okay, I mean, all like, right. I was waiting for which one of your two uh, approaches to this you were going to come up yeah. with because it was either going to be the other team is not good at football <laughs> or because I love it so much. Well, oh yeah, which is some, another another one that I like. Yeah, yeah those some, uh, some yeah. D's. I'm taking the Jets minus three because I love it so much. Some D's classics for sure. Um, no, that's, uh, this feels like one of those, uh, Pittsburgh underplays 
because of the lack of quality. Pittsburgh's in recent years is kind of like the Lions in that they play down to a lot of opponents. Even if they win a lot more games than the Lions over the over these stretch of time, like you and I were sitting together at Frazier's Pub watching that Lions Steelers game last year and called that tie from a mile away. I said this at the time and I stand by it to this day. That was the worst football game I've ever seen played in my life. Yeah. In the NFL. Like so I go to some 6-year-olds football games. Those are not very entertaining. That was almost on par with like this Oh god, it was a total debacle. Yeah. So I just think the Jets keep it close and wind up I th- I think they lose by 3. But I liked that it was three and a half. I was like, all right, I can, I can get down in a world where the Jets just play a close game and lose to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's just like not playing up to their potential because they just play down to shitty teams. And the Jets are a shitty team, but I think they play a close game. If I had to pick something in this game, I would be on your side of it, I guess. I want to see Zach Wilson play a game first. And this has really, this is going to sound weird. This has nothing to do with seeing what Zach Wilson looks like or how good or bad he is or what his decision-making process is. It has to do with, I want to see what the Jets are going to do with him. Like, are they going to let him go out there and and fire the ball all over the field? Or are they going to be afraid of him making mistakes and kind of rein him in a little bit? I want to see how they allow him to operate on the field. Yeah, I'm 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 curious as well, but uh, that's that's why it's my bronze medal. That's my 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 third bet, you know. Uh, silver medal. This is gonna not surprise you that much, based on something I was talking about earlier. But I don't know how anybody could bet the Colts minus three point five against any team in the NFL other than the Bears. Like, why are the Tennessee Titans getting three and a half points? Is it just because the Colts beat Kansas City and everyone sees the bottom line? They're like, holy shit, the Colts beat the Chiefs? They must not suck because they suck. This was just a game where everything bounced right for the Colts. The timing was a perfect spot on their schedule to bet the Colts. undefeat. I'm sorry, winless team, playing their home opener. Uh Kansas City coming off a big division game. The Colts did not look good in this game. I know they won. I know what happened. I saw the result. But there's no reason they should have won this game. And there's no reason that they should be favored against Tennessee. I think that, like I said before, they're not going to be able to generate any pressure. Ryan Tannehill is going to have all kinds of time to throw the ball, which doesn't sound like that scary of a thing. (laughs) But if nothing else, when you can't get pressure on the quarterback – and you allow Ryan Tannehill to have time to pick apart your defense, then that prevents you from being able to just stack the box against Derrick Henry, which is the highlight of the Jets. I'm sorry, of the Colts' defense is their ability to slow down the run. But if you can scheme to a point where you eliminate that ability, then that opens a lot of windows for Tennessee, right? I don't know how – I mean, what do the Colts do to score a lot of points in this game? You got do, you, do you think Jonathan Taylor just goes 
bonkers because that's possible. I mean, the, the Tennessee rush defense is not great. I mean, I mean Saquon I, carved them up pretty decently. I like Pittman to do things in this game, but that's just because it's going to be late game. Hero, they're going to be throwing the ball because I'm with you that they lose. So I've got Pittman doing pretty well because they're going to be throwing the ball around to try to catch up at the end. That's fair. But that's yeah, that's not indicative of a path to victory for them. That's just a guy getting some good stats in late time because they need to play catch up. Yeah, that's fair. I think the only path to the Colts winning this game is if they can play a slow, methodical, grinded-out game, rely on their offensive line, and rely on you know trying to take advantage of Tennessee's questionable run rush defense. But if that's the case, then that that equates to a very low-scoring game. And if I get a low-scoring division game, like I just just give me the three and a half points. Especially when it's a team like Tennessee, coached by Frank Reich, who loves being the underdog, right? Like. I don't know. Frank Reich knows how to coach up guys in an underdog role. Nice. That was a cattail grazing Nick's microphone there, by the way. Yeah, in case and my, was curious. my face. And his face. But more importantly, the microphone is the part you would have heard on that recording just now. Not a cattail like the plant that grows in marshy areas. Oh, that would have been much weirder. Yeah. Well, I don't know why Nick would have had a cattail in that moment. But he's got several cats with tails. So we're ta- we're talking about the animal body part. Titans plus three and a half. Titans plus three point five. Number yeah, two. See, you're down with this. You're down with this cause with my cause here. Better fucking uh, whatever. Bad team by three and a half because you think they're going to lose by like three or less. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're picking up. We're picking up each other's masses here. Uh, my number two. I don't know which one of these is a better number two. All right. I will go with Derek's drag of the day, a.k.a. my first D2 of the day. Drag? It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. That's right. New soundbite, folks. Derek's drag of the day. I dragged this line a bit. Uh, I got Chiefs minus 2.5 at plus 102. Because this was a pick em when I went to when I went to play it. And All right. I like the Chiefs to win, so I figured why not bet on them to win by a field goal, basically. So I dragged it to two and a half. Chiefs, minus 2.5. Uh, you have nothing else to say about that. I mean, I just think the Chiefs are better than the Bucs, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a G2. I'm a gut guy. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. Or G2. Or G2. Nice. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I... Tampa's got a lot going on as in the state of Florida. <laughs> Thoughts and hopes and all those things to everyone in Florida because that shit seems like it's really rough out there in a very real way. But that has to put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an organization into some organizational uh, chaos, we'll say. You know, they had to go practice in Miami first, then they packed up. Where is this game being played? In Miami, hey, all, all in indications. Tampa? So it, it, this is an or important not. thing. I'm glad you brought this up. All indications are that it's going to be played in Tampa. That's the current plan. If the game is not played in Tampa, your bet's going to get voided. Ah. Yeah. If the game is relocated or if the time or date is moved, then your bet will, whatever book it is, will just void that bet. Ah. All right. Interesting. Which I don't think you would get a very different line somewhere sure. else. You could just do it again. Yeah. Probably. Sure. But I, um, Minnesota is the backup plan, though, by the way, yeah. to answer your question. But I, I've watched 
Brady's looked ugly for a few weeks. That granted, all these weapons are hurt and things like that. And Mike Evans will be back from suspension now, so that's going to help the cause some. But this Buccaneers offense doesn't look anywhere close to the Buccaneers offense of last year or two years ago. And the Chiefs still look like the Chiefs offensively, and I think they're a better team. So I'm going with them to win by a field goal. Essentially, Bucks defense looks taut. The Bucks defense looks taut. I'm with. I agree there. Uh, taut indeed. Which is why I only <laughs> had the balls to drag it by two to two and a half from uh, Pickham. I didn't want to go crazy with it. Just uh, you know, a field goal. A field goal. W. Can I go with the? This is my gold medal pick. Gold medal. This this is the team. This is the one you should have drug, drug, dragged, drug, dragoth, dragoniate. Yes, there it is. My dragon style drags on oh, your oh, oh. raider style. Nice. Uh yeah. The fact that the Denver Broncos are underdogs against the Raiders is preposterous to me it's completely insane all that i can come up with is that everybody watched sunday night football this is what happens when you play a primetime game like the overreaction to what happens in primetime games is unbelievable but the broncos looked bad on offense against san francisco they i mean there's no way around it like they did not look well put together uh they made mistakes they looked i don't want to say careless but they definitely did not look Precise would be a good way of putting it. But I'm not willing to penalize a team for looking bad against probably a top three defense in the NFL. Like, that's just a team playing a really good defense with a new quarterback that teams, they're trying to get into a little bit of a groove, obviously. I don't think that seeing Denver struggle on offense against San Francisco at all translates to them struggling against the Raiders. I don't. Yeah, at no, all. I mean, yeah, Raiders are significantly worse defensively than the San Francisco 49ers. That is a truth fact. The, the Broncos have a top 10 pressure rate. They have a stout rush defense. The Denver Broncos defense is going to be the best unit on the field. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's just so many problems that the Raiders have on offense that Denver is going to be able to expose. They have a very bad offensive line. They're not going to be able to get the ball moving on the ground. I know that there's questions about Denver on offense, but I don't – I'm not willing to think this is going to be a problem all year long. I think with the weapons they have – at running back with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, with the weapons they have at receiver, with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I don't have it in my head that the reason Russell Wilson was so good is because of Pete Carroll. So this offense is going to have to get going at some point, I think. That stands to reason, my man. This seems like an incredibly good time for that to happen. It seems totally reasonable. I'll take the two and a half points. Broncos plus two and a half. Yeah, I, um, well, I agree with that call. <laughs> yes, I've <laughs> more to call. I'll, I'll give you more thoughts on that soon. They don't call him the best color man in the league for nothing, Monty. <laughs> well, I was trying to. I, I have that's one. That's one of the legs of my parlay coming up in a bit. So, All right, <laughs> little tease there. I agree with Nick to the level where I, I too am playing it as just part of my parlay coming around the bend here. But for all those factors and more, 
Man, who would have thought the Raiders were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL? They're bad. They're bad. Outright. Whew. Dang dog. There's a, there's a D2 of the day for you. Dang dog. I won't even give the sound effect for that one. It's just no. a bonus D2. But You're up. I am. <laughs> this is my hottest tamale, my gold medal, my fucking top-the-line pick. Jags Eagles over 45. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Couple high couple high potency okay. offenses that I like are going against each other. I think it's gonna be a slug fest. I think it's gonna be a lot of points. You wanna hear something insane? Yes. According to Pro Football Focus, who I actually I I hold in a very high regard, the Eagles have Three top ten cornerbacks. That's insane. That's doesn't make any sense to me. Um, this game weirds me out. Like everything about it, the line is disgusting. The Eagles by six and a half. Like the Eagles have a tremendous pass rush. They have a great secondary. Uh, they've been very potent on offense. Trevor Lawrence is truly emerging. Numerous uh, back-to-back games with multiple touchdowns and no interceptions. Revenge game for Doug Peterson coming back to Philadelphia with the Jaguars. I don't know. I can't do anything in this game. It's funny because I'm doing a lot of things in this game. Fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm very in this game. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but uh, very in this game. What's the line? What's the total? Over 45. All right. That feels very attainable to me. I, mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't love it, but I don't disagree with you. That's fine. I mean, I'll probably lose. It's probably not going to go that well, but it's going to be a lot of fun to play it. Serious conviction on your, your gold medal pick. Gold medal. What do you think about that? That's probably going to I mean, I don't know. It's probably not going to win. I'm more just shell-shocked, yeah. S2, if you will, uh, from the past handful of weeks of bad bets. Probably going to lose. A.K.A. the classic B2. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. I said bad bets. It's a classic bad D2. beats, man. We're not trying to, you're trying to put together a, a podcast that specializes in bad bets. <laughs> you're right. It's bad beats. Although, I, I mean, for what it's worth, that would probably attract more listeners than just like going 500. Like, nobody wants to listen to anyone that's just like average. Well, you right? know who we're not going to attract with bad beats? Dwight Schrute, he's not going to listen to this podcast. Like, why would I listen to a podcast about ah, bad beats? I only like good beats. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I mean, for what it's worth, all beats are pretty shitty, right? Yeah, who, beats who are fucking terrible. beats? Dwight Schrute. Do you know anyone that eats beets? No, but I, I mean, we have, like, a fucking beet salad at my work, and people buy that shit, so, you know. Do they enjoy it, or do they just I, buy it? I mean, that's, I presume they enjoy it if they buy it, but I, I, I suppose that's a bold presumption. Hey. But that puts us to player props or uh, parlay action. Which Where do you want to go? It's going to be player props uh, for me. There's two that I like. I like this one a little bit more. So this is going to be my direct player prop. My other one worked my way into, into my parlay. I did a, a player prop, a P3, a player prop parlay. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. Or P3. God damn it. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I, I put together a P3 player prop parlay. Uh, but I've got Tyler Lockett over 59 and a half receiving yards. We talked about how the Lions are going to have a hard time if they choose to blitz Geno Smith repeatedly, which they do well, which they have done this year. And if that happens, and Geno Smith has to get rid of the ball quickly, that's who the ball is going to go to, right? Like, you know, DK Metcalf doesn't run short crossing routes. That's what Tyler Lockett does. DK Metcalf runs deep, high air yard targets. Uh, I would presume that Jeffrey Okuda is going to be on DK Metcalf, who has really shut down a couple big-name receivers over the last three weeks. But that's going to open the door for other questionable players in the Lions secondary to be lining up against Tyler Lockett. It just like really seems like the game where he can go off and have like 12 catches for 130 yards. In his last two games, bear with me while I pull this up, I closed the window like a dum-dum. Big old dum-dum. Or Stupid. yet another D2. Stupid. Hey, it's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. I'm, for being a dum dumb. I'm not sure what I think about this soundbite. We might have to reevaluate the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just don't like it because I've now played it like seven times on It's you. entirely it's entirely likely. I'm like a kid with a new toy, you know, I get excitable and I'm gonna use it a lot for like a day. That's what you get for being a dum dumb. You set a D two. I know it's what my bad. I, what am I supposed to do? You set a D two. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, last two games, 18 catches, 22 targets, 183 yards. He's averaging 91 a game, and he's he's just getting funneled the ball. Nine catches, 11 targets, back-to-back games. Hell yeah. Dig it. Seems like a very attainable number. Very attainable indeed, sir. Very attainable. So that's your your player prop? That's my prop. Nice. All right. Uh, I did something bold, original, and different for my prop, and I picked Ugh. a quarterback, and I made a parlay. Who could have seen this coming? Whew, man. Well, you know, it finally worked out last week, so I figured I should double down and try it again this week. Hey, Nikki. Oh, damn it. That's the wrong me. button. This is what I get. I said double down, so I was going to press the button again, but we'll just sleep. Fuck. Fuck me. Trevor Lawrence, over one and a half touchdowns. Jesus. Over 235.5. The, the, the three cornerbacks are going to bite I, you, man. I know. You said that, and I immediately laughed to myself. Because like I said, <laughs> I was like, I have a lot of action Fuck. in this game. It's going to be, yeah, it's fine. Probably going to lose this one, too. But, hey, I, uh, I believe in the Trevor Lawrence emergence that we're seeing the past couple weeks, and I think it continues. High-scoring game. Trevor Lawrence is going to hit these numbers. These corners are going to be like, oh, man, I can't believe that we were so unsuccessful after being so successful. I can't believe that we are not supposed to be in PFF's top ten. That's what they're going to say on the side. Yeah, what happened? My goodness, Trevor just came on so strong. James Bradbury is going to be in Darius Slay's face, and he's going to be like, motherfucker, you just dropped a five on that top cornerback. Yeah. And then if they were on the other team, they might get a personal foul, because that's pretty much as bad as saying your daughter's a jerk. (laughs) Just about as bad. Not quite. 
You don't want to cross that line. That's when you've gone too far, sir, as documented. But, no, man, the Trevor Lawrence emergence is for real. Uh, High-scoring, potent offense in this game is coming. I'm telling you. Jags-Eagles, one of the shootouts of the week. I like how you double down. I Actually, it's no like, a, like a triple down, right? Because you, you're, you're, you're playing the over in the game, and you're playing a, a parlay, a prop parlay as your yeah. prop. Yeah. Why do you always do – like, we have a category for parlays. Like, why do you always make your prop a fucking parlay when there's its own category for parlays? Well, because I make a different parlay there. God. <laughs> is, your, is your parlay about props no. this week? No, it's not. Mine is. No, no, my par my parlay actually has no props this week. It's all game stuff. But I, there's more Jags takes to come. Game stuff. <laughs> because props aren't game. They don't happen in the game. I meant game outcome versus player prop. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I got for my player prop. Tell me about your parlay. Do you, do you want three or four props? Oh, I want four. Well, give me the odds on the three and the four, because I assume you have the odds on the three and the four if you've got this built this way. Um, well, I mean, it would be six to one or ten to one, but one of the props is actually plus one twenty, and you're gonna laugh your ass off when you hear what it is. All right, sweet. Yeah, just uh, yeah, give it to me whatever order you want to, buddy. All right, I have a parlay calculator on my computer, so let me figure out how much it increases if one of them is plus one twenty. All right, if I do three, it's gonna be, it's basically plus seven hundred, right? Plus seven oh two, we'll call it plus seven hundred because those numbers are stupid. If I do four, oh shit, four is plus fourteen thirty, pretty much more. Well, no, more than doubles by adding one more. Should we go four for plus fourteen thirty? Fuck yeah, you should go four. Fuck for yeah, fourteen thirty, dog, do <laughs> awesome. it. Ass kicking enthusiasm, dude. Dude, dude, I'm pumped about that. Was that was the hypest thing you've said all day today. My three leg parlay is plus twelve fifty two. Wow. So get up in these fucking. You know, you know what I have to say to that. Get Fuck it. yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, yeah. want to come back with some more enthusiasm. Yeah, man. Man. I like that. I like the. <laughs> let's get fucking fired up, man. Yeah, you got me fired up. God as damn it! I'm suddenly so pumped. As well, you should be. Your parlay sucks, doesn't it? Oh, dude, my parlay sucks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> At least it's plus, what is it, plus 12? 12.50. And it's only three teams? <laughs> is it, is the fucking Jags money line in there? It is. You are such an asshole. <laughs> I can't believe you guessed that. <laughs> it, it, that. Like the numbers just check out that it would be like a six and a half point dog. That should get you right around there. Yep. All right. Four props. Three of them are rushing yards based. I'm not going to get into this too much. I'm going to make this really simple for you. Two of them are guys that are the dominant ball carrier on their team against crap defenses. All right? Saquon, over 79 and a half rushing against the Bears. 
who just got carved up by Damian Pierce. Who's my next one? Damian Pierce, over 59.5 rushing yards against the Chargers, who just got carved up by James Robinson, who is not one of mine because he's on the fucking Jags who are playing the Eagles, even though you're all over the Jags this week. But uh, my last one is going to be Tony Pollard, over 41.5 rushing yards, because... We are getting to the point where Tony Pollard is going to start emerging as the lead back on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm very confident that, especially while Cooper Rush is that fucking quarterback, that this team, no matter how stupid their coaching staff is, is going to figure out that Tony Pollard is much more explosive, much more versatile, and should have a larger role on this offense. Just last week uh, against the Giants... I mean, Tony Pollard looked substantially more explosive than Zeke did. Bear with me very briefly while I pull up his numbers from last game. But Got a bear down for midterms. <laughs> bear down for midterms. That was one of the best jokes in that series, even though it never really like went anywhere other than that one episode. It was so good because it was just like such a Chang. I don't. Know. Everyone was just staring at him like, "What? What are you talking about?" Thirteen carries, hundred and five yards, eight point one a carry. Eight point one a carry is pretty darn good. My last one. This is actually out there. I could not believe this was out there. Lamar Jackson, over one and a half passing touchdowns, is plus 120. Nice. Why is that plus money against the Bills? Yeah. Who, I mean, that game, I don't know. Like, this is one of those games that I'm afraid that everyone thinks is going to be a total shootout, and it just ends up being, like, a relatively quiet, low-scoring game. But that being said, I mean, Lamar Jackson has 10 fucking touchdowns this year, like, it, it stands to reason they're going to have to score points against the Bills because the, the Ravens' defense is not what we are used to seeing the Ravens' defense be. So Lamar over one and a half passing touchdowns is plus money. So Barkley over seventy nine and a half, Pollard over forty one and a half, Pierce over fifty nine and a half, all rushing yards, and Lamar over one and a half passing TDs plus fourteen thirty. Motherfucker, yeah, dude, efficient, making some dollar bills, hopefully. Love the parlay, dog. Love the parlay. Ready for my parlay? No, it's going to be awful. Oh, it's, it's not. It's, it's got the potential to be good. So, as I mentioned, it's plus 1252. And as Nick sleuthed out as a regular detective over there, the first leg is, in fact, Jags money line over the Eagles. It's amazing. Yeah. The only remaining undefeated team in the NFL. Yeah. How bonkers is that? That we're one game into week four. And there's only one undefeated team remaining. Yep. And it's about to be zero because the Jags are going to beat them. Watch out. Jaguars. Uh, second leg is, I drew, oh, this was a second Derek's drag of the day. Oh. I, uh, I took the Giants minus five and a half over Chicago. Really? <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. We've talked about this repeatedly. The Bears are fucking really bad at football. I know, but I don't know how. I mean, the, the Giants, Giants are not good at football, but, like, I think they're enough better. I'm, I'm. It's a big hope here. I don't know who the Giants should be favored by that many points against, but if anybody, it's yeah. the Bears. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, going for it. Big moves. And then uh, Denver plus two and a half over the Raiders. There we go. Yeah, that was uh, – you were talking about that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's part of my parlay. I'm in on that part. 
So yeah, uh, those three legs at a combined plus twelve fifty two. Combined. Combined. <laughs> That's my parlay, and uh, I'm riding with it. Jags, baby. Listen, I won't be mad if this hits. You know how I feel about the Philadelphia Eagles. I do. That's true, sir. But that's it. Those are the those are the standard legs of the Friday Five, and now we move into that DFS portion, baby. We're gonna take a, a quick break for a station identification. Oh yeah, a little station identification. Remember that they used to say that shit in commercials all the time. Yeah, man. And you would always be like, I know what fucking channel I'm watching. Like, yeah, but they. they why had do to I tell, need a break? They had to tell you anyway, dog, because that's what they do. So that's you are listening to D two B two Sports. That's right. As a part of the Good Fun Media Network. We are presenting a few different podcasts these days. We've got this D2B2 sports thing going down. We just dropped our premiere, double episode premiere of After the Laugh Track yesterday on all platforms as well. That's a sitcom fandom podcast talking about all of our favorite sitcoms and all the pandemonium that occurs within the sitcom world. We're also going to do deep dives, D2s if you will. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. We're going to do deep dives into individual episodes of the show, talk about long stories that could progress over the series and things of that nature. And in another about two or three weeks, we will be premiering the third podcast of the Good Fun Media Group, which is Morons of the Multiverse, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast. That podcast is really much more aimed at talking about the things we love within the universe as a whole and the things that construct that wonderful universe. We're not doing as much of the week-to-week reactions. We're not going to spend two hours talking about each episode of She-Hulk or two hours talking about every new movie. We're going to do some reaction stuff to that, but we're really going to talk more about our favorite piece of gear, our favorite non-superpowered individuals. So if you're into that wacky Marvel multiverse, check out what we're doing over there. And now... Back to D2B2 Sports. Are you going to flip something to see how we start off our DFS, or do you just want to go inverse? We can just go inverse. It's fine. I'll, I'll kick it. You're up, dog. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback. No, no, I didn't. I, I got all my Jag stuff in. I actually, have no, I have actually almost no Jag stuff to no Jag stuff in this DFS. Almost no Jag stuff? Well, I couldn't remember offhand. To no Jags. I couldn't remember. Somewhere between zero to maybe more than zero Jags. One player from that game. Motherfuck. Uh, but I'm going to start at my quarterback, Jared Goff, 5,900. I almost did this. Nice. I was really close to doing this. Nice. If, if I knew that Amon Ross St. Brown was going to play, I totally would have done this. Yeah, no, that part uh, makes me sad that we're on the questionable on that part still. But I like Goff to have a good game at home. He, uh, As Nick mentioned earlier, has been playing really fucking well at home. Uh, Seattle coming to town, not a very good football team. It's going to be awesome. Pretty excited. I think the Lions get a like uh, a nice, firm victory start to finish in this game. It's nice be, and firm. Nice and firm. Just like never in question until the fourth quarter as the Seahawks score two touchdowns and make it a close game near the end because that's what the Lions do. But the Lions are going to win this game, and it's going to feel nice, and Jared Goff's going to get some good points for the day. That's how I feel about it. That's That's what I'm sticking with. Okay. Okay. So, I'm I'm, going to start out like this. I came blazing out of the gate. I took the second highest 
valued quarterback on the board, which is totally – it seems like your build is going to be much more of a Nick build with the Jared Goff quarterback piece. You know, I love to to find a cheap quarterback, stack a low quarterback. But I found a way to weasel in Lamar at 8,300. This lineup is going to be called the the quad stack lineup, as I have four different stacks in my lineup. Four stacks? Mm -hmm. Man. Stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. There it is. Uh, Lamar, 8,300. I've just hinted at the fact that I I think this game should be a shootout. If it's a dud, it's a dud, and I'm dead out of the gate, and I have nothing to worry about. I can just watch the the afternoon games and not have to sweat it. But, I, I mean... Again, you know, I'd listen. I, Lamar has been going absolutely bonkers. The Bills are going to score points. The Ravens are going to have to score points. Dude averages almost 40 fantasy points a week. $8,300. Yeah. I mean, Lamar's been full-on bananas this season. Uh, love Lamar, so I'm pumped that that continues to happen, and I hope it continues to happen this week and on. I think I think it's a great price tag for everything that he does for you. I Like, he's... He's a cheat code of a fantasy player. You have to get creative. He's, he's the team's best running back while also giving you good quarterback numbers. It's outright insanity. But, yeah, fucking, like, for what he gives you to statistically, I would argue Lamar Jackson is probably a $10,000 player in this format, but you're getting him for 8-4. Great deal. And not even the most expensive quarterback on the board this week because Josh Allen is still more expensive. It's 84. He's 100 more. Yeah. Dig it. Come at me. Coming at you. Khalil Herbert, 5,700. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, uh, last week could have definitely been more flash in the pan than repeat ability, but he looked really good. I feel like Chicago's going to try to repeat some of that magic with him, and uh, I'm hoping that it goes down that way. I'm hoping for I don't, a good, I don't agree. For a good one. I, I don't think that last year was flash in the pan. Herb, I mean, Herbert's averaging over seven yards a carry oh. on the year. The year. Not I'm just optimistic last week, that it's season. not. I was just saying that it could be. I understand it could be. But at 5,700, I want to find out. Because if he has another sweet week, he's going to cost another 1,000 more next week. Yeah, without question. Um, David Montgomery might play. If David Montgomery plays, then I don't know right. what this looks like. Because hopefully. This is the downside of doing DFS on Fridays here, folks. That's why yeah. outside of the building for this, I do most of my DFS on Sunday mornings just for this reason. But, you know, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to find out and uh, if David Montgomery doesn't play, then this winds up being a sweet play. And if he does play, I might wind up changing this on Sunday morning right before kickoff. Uh, <laughs> Montgomery did not practice yesterday. If he does play, he's going to eat into some of these carries, right? I don't know that he returns to being the bell cow on this team. I think you probably see this at least evolve into more of a 50-50 split as time goes on because it's going to be just like the Tony Pollard thing. Like As this situation emerges, I think Kelly Horbert is going to take more and more and more of an active role yeah. in the offense, no matter how healthy David Montgomery is. Dig it. But... uh that's a, that's my RB1. So I, I took the same angle as you. Um, and I don't know if this is a good idea because he's going to be so heavily owned in DFS. But I went with Jamal Williams. Uh, no DeAndre Swift. Seattle. God-awful rush defense. Jamal Williams is, would be getting all the goal line carries anyway, even if DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. was playing. 
and the price tag is cheap. I mean, again, the only the only negative thing about this is he's probably going to be very, very widely owned. But $6,100, bell cow running back against a terrible Seattle defense. Dig it. Dig it quite a bit. Uh, I have Jamal Williams in two of my regular leagues, and I'm uh, starting him in both. I'm excited to be starting him in both. That's going to work out nicely. Uh, now, yeah, I think he's a great play at that price tag, no question. My RB2, Rashad Penny, 4900 <laughs> as, as Nick mentioned earlier, he th- uh, Lions' rush defense has not been very good. They've been giving up a lot of yards on the ground. What's and, the tag? Huh? What's the price tag? 4900 Shit. Yes. Really? Sub five for Rashad Penny? I know. I was very surprised. So I, uh, I jumped on it pretty quick when I saw how cheap that was because I think he's going to have a really good gay, a really, <laughs> really good day. What was that, man? I don't know, man. What the fuck happened? I I talk a lot, man. Some words are bound to come out wrong. (laughs) Between between talking on several podcasts a week and talking behind my bar for like 40 to 45 hours a week and just being a talkative person in my normal life. You're just prone to more weird Freudian slips. It's just going to happen sometimes. It's a volume. Yeah, I'm a volume Volume shooter. I'm a volume shooter. Kobe has more misses than just about anybody in NBA history. Like the anti-Ben Simmons of Freudian slips. <laughs> I would say it's more like Kobe Bryant missing shots. It's just going to happen. But you would never detract from Kobe because he won five rings and because he's dead and you'd be fucked up if you talked bad about a dead person. There are plenty of dead people you can say fucked up shit about. That's true. You yeah. got me there. But he's pretty cool. He's co- Dude, Kobe was sweet. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway uh yeah that's my rb2 what you got i'm doing this again i did it last week and uh it just just like you like to say i, I did it last week and i loved it so much i'm just coming right back with damian pierce i don't know why he's still fifty six hundred dollars like i don't know what this guy did wrong last week to have his price tag not go up but uh it's, there's not much to say about this that I haven't already alluded to. The Chargers, not a great rush defense, got carved up by James Robinson last week. 5,600 is incredibly low. Let's ride. Let's ride. We're three people into my lineup, but we haven't hit a stack yet. So bear in mind, we have four of them to come. Bear down for stacks. Bear down for mid-stacks. Mid-stacks, that's right. Uh, wide receiver one for me, Michael Pittman, 7,200. I uh, alluded to this earlier. It's uh, I don't know. I just like him this week. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it, man. It's Done. Seventy-two hundred. Felt like a good price tag for him. Still, I, I he hasn't really had like a gangbusters week yet, and I'm I'm hoping this is the first gangbusters week of his on the season. He's gonna get vo- a high volume of targets, and hopefully, does stuff with said targets. Wouldn't that be nice? That would. It'd be nice. Um, I should, you know what? I should clarify. I I've, haven't been saying the wrong thing, but I've been a little bit vague about what I've been saying. Uh, these these are for for game stacks, right? So not necessarily same team, but for game stacks. Along with my Jamal Williams, I'm playing Tyler Lockett as my wide receiver one at fifty nine hundred dollars. That's my most expensive receiver this week. These fifty nine hundred bucks. Um. I expect a lot of targets. I expect a high-scoring game. Williams, Lockett, game stack number one. Nice. Uh, this is the player I have from the Jags-Eagles game, and in spite of all my Jags-ness all over this, I have uh, Devonta Smith. Wow. 
for fifty eight hundred. Sub six G's as a uh, feeds into my high scoring game theory. I think uh, this battle of bird versus uh, cat is going to wind up a potent offense one, and in that form, I think Devontae Smith will score some points and stuff. It'll be pretty rad. I was thinking about this. I was I was, I was thinking about playing Devontae Smith to be honest with you. And do you remember we watched the Commies Jags game in week one? And do you remember Curtis Samuel just kind of like went bonkers, especially at the end of that game in the slot? Like, I feel like that could be the role that Devonta Smith plays this week. Like, you can just see him in the slot, like, just causing havoc, slanting all over the field. It would be cool. It would score your boy some points, and that would be pretty exciting. Wide receiver number two. This is really cheap for this guy, but uh, DJ Moore is only $5,300 this week. Now, good thing about DJ Moore at $5,300 is that's really, really cheap for him against a piss, piss poor Cardinal secondary. Very shitty Cardinal secondary. Problem is that the Cardinals blitz a lot, and Baker sucks against the blitz. So... I, I think one of two things are going to happen, right? I think maybe the <laughs> maybe the Panthers figure out how to pick up a blitz and DJ Moore has a huge day, or he might just not do shit, right? But that's kind of like been DJ Moore's whole career. That is DJ Moore's whole career in a nutshell. For $5,300, i will pay for the upside of a big game against a awful secondary. Yeah, that is a good cheap price tag for that, for sure. Nice, nice. Wide receiver three for me, Rashad Bateman. As alluded to by Nick earlier, a expected high offensive game between the Bills and the Ravens. And Rashad Bateman has been having himself just a dandy of a year while Lamar is doing all the crazy Lamar things Nick a alluded dandy. to earlier. A real dandy. A real Yankee Doodle dandy. Uh, love Rashad Bateman. Love him to continue to have success this year. And love him in this game. 5600 still feels really low. I just don't think his price tag is equaled out to his production yet. So I'm going to keep putting him in lineups while he's below 6K. Third wide receiver, $4,500 Romeo Dubs. Ooh, nice Maybe play. Romeo Dobbs. It keeps changing. I don't know what to do here. Uh, I don't know what the hell his name is. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, eight targets last week, eight catches. Caught everything thrown his way against Tampa Bay, 73 yards and a score. Uh, three catches that a touchdown on the first drive of the game. Somebody has to emerge as Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. For his entire career, Aaron Rodgers has always had a go-to guy, whether it was Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. He's always had a guy. Everything is pointing to this pretty much being his guy this year. And if if Dubs, Dobbs can put up 73 in a touch against the Buccaneers, I mean, I tend to think he should be able to have a good day against the Pats. I concur, sir. I think it's a phenomenal play. Dub Dobbs. Dub dobs, dubs. Tight. That was your wide receiver three. So we're up to tight ends. Now, yes. Versus loose ends, which we are not going to leave any loose ends on this show. We're going to finish this lineup. Mm, that was bad. That was bad. That yeah. was not good. <laughs> not good jokes, folks. I need a soundbite button for when I make particularly bad jokes. Like screeching tires before a huge explosion. Yeah, like yeah. there needs to be some type of sound effect. I'll, I'll work on that in post sometime. Probably not before yeah. this episode because we're going to drop this episode like an hour after we finish recording it. But 
in the future, I'll find a good soundbite for really bad jokes because that joke deserved whatever the soundbite will be. But yeah, tight end. I went with Tyler Conklin for thirty six hundred. My first real crazy che- cheap. I saw yeah. him way down there, and I was like, "What the?" That felt really cheap for uh, the role he seems to have in the team, and they're playing at Houston. Feels like a uh, right at Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, I was I was mixing up two games. Huh. I still stand by the Conklin play in spite of mixing up who his opponent was in my head mentally there for a moment. Well, you love the Jets. You bet the Jets. I did bet the Jets for for some reason. No, Zach Wilson's first week back. People uh, give get a little safety valve action, some dumps to a tight end real quick. Just uh, find in the way Stella does. Got to find your groove. I know you like your gotta tight get end your dumps. Groove back. I do love a good tight end dump. You know, get your tight ends got to dump out. <laughs> God damn it, that was bad too. Two screeching memes in a row. Anyway. All right. There were good things there. You had good options on the table. I know, and it took with. like the worst one. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Uh, Ty- Tyler Conklin, 3,600. Tight end, getting it done. Bow-bow. I mean, we can just go ahead and get me right back to the top of the board. Mark Andrews, 7,100. This is my Lamar Mark Andrews stack. I, I know that I'm probably chasing a little bit here, right, after back-to-back big weeks from both of these guys. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to be a very common lineup build because they're both really expensive, and it's tough to put a lineup together around those two guys. So maybe I'm chasing, but hopefully the cost of both of these dudes isn't unappealing enough that not a lot of people are doing it with me. That's the process. That's the thought process. That's the thought process. That's the hopes. And you got to have hope. H2, have hope. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm just going to get my defense first and give my flex last. Cause Why? I, I like Because I, I don't like ending on defense. so fucking boring. Uh, we did talk about this. We talked about this. We've been over it. And my flex is a good one. Uh, I got the Raiders defense for 2900 All right. I just think like I, I think the Broncos win. I just think this game's sloppy and there's a the turnover, too. That's fair. Like and twenty nine hundred. I was like looking for a cheap defense. Raiders seem cheap, and I do think Russ is going to have a turnover somewhere. So like, yeah, yeah, low scoring game that the Broncos win. So my next game stack, we got two so far, right? We got the Lamar, Mark Andrews. Right, give me your defense first. I want to go flex and flex I will. last. I Good. Will. Good. Do it. Fine. Fuck. We got the Lamar, Mark Andrews. We got the Jamal Williams, Tyler Lockett. My third game stack is going to be Damian Pierce and the Texans D. Oh, <laughs> nice. I didn't anticipate one of your stacks being the defense. Sweet. Um, listen, all kinds of problems on the Chargers offensive line. Rashawn Slater is out for the year. Justin Herbert's got some banged up ribs. I'm sure he'll be better than he was last week against Jacksonville. But the Houston Texans very, very quietly have a top 10 defense in the NFL. They're playing at home. Only $2,400, second cheapest defense on the board. Listen, you just need one big play, right? I don't care if you give up 30 points. If you, you, if you pull a pick six out of your ass somewhere, fine. And it stacks well with the running back. I think the running back defense is a good stack. That's a fun one. I agree. Shows a clock-managed type of game. See, this is why we do flex not last now, because it's so much more exciting to be like, I have Stephon Diggs in my lineup. Okay. 
Like that's so, right. That's so much more, so much more exciting to end on Stefan Diggs than the Raiders defense, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, I got fucking Stefan Diggs. Eighty four hundred is my flex. Uh, because of all the savings I got in all these different spots, Rashad Penny forty nine hundred, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I didn't really have aside from him, the only expensive player I have is Michael Pittman. Um, I love, I love it. That's actually one that, um, I think he's just going to have an insane week this week in this matchup against the Ravens. I think that we're looking at the type of things, maybe not the three touchdown type return you got two weeks ago, but there's going to be one of the digs insane weeks. We're going to have the dig, the digs duds and the digs goes insane weeks. And this is going to be one of the digs goes insane weeks. I think. I, I wanted to get a bring back. You know, that's usually my model, right? Is I get a quarterback pass catching stack and then I get a bring back on the other side of that game. I don't have a bring back. I don't have anybody from Buffalo to play with my Andrews Jackson stack. But I did take the curious approach of going double tight end. So my, along with Mark Andrews, I've got Zach Ertz as a tight end in my flex, which gives me a DJ Moore Zach Ertz game stack. And more importantly, the double tight end is going to be an incredibly unique build. So the uniqueness of this build is where I may have been alluding to the fact that I probably outsmarted myself and I got way too outside the lines with four game stacks, a double tight end lineup. That might be overly cute. But if for anybody to, to match me on this lineup, like this person probably should talk to a, some type of a mental health specialist. Uh, Zach Ertz has the third most... Uh, red zone targets in the NFL, believe it or not. Damn. Do you want to guess who's ahead of him? I bet you'll get one. I don't think you'll get the other Cooper one. Cooper Cup? No. Mm, Mark Andrews? No. I don't really got a ton of guesses in me right now. You can just tell me. Uh, Devontae Adams has mm. 10. That's not terribly surprising, right? Garrett Wilson has 9. Garrett wow, Wilson. Wow, the rook. It's pretty surprising. And then Zach Ertz. Nice. I was eyeballing a trade offer to, for Garrett Wilson that I was going to send someone last night, and I didn't wind up sending it, but I was I was eyeballing a potential trade. I'm one and two in the west to east, and I have Mark Andrews, but then I also have another top ten tight end who's eluding me right now. So I'm thinking it's time Sounds to good. sell high on Mark Andrews and try to get a – Better depth at my wide receiver or running back, which both are kind of questionable depth-wise right now. Yeah. Feels like the move. Uh, we're going to do a trade talk episode soon. we got to do that. We're getting into that point in the season where some people are looking around at their lineups, especially like post-week four around the bend here, would be a good time to talk trades. I think that's a fantastic idea. We'll We'll cover guys that we should be trying to – Get our hands on. Yeah, do some targets, some sell high guys. That we're trying to take our hands off. Yeah. Hands off, guys. And hands on, guys. Grabby guys. Grabby and go. <laughs> who do you want to grab? Who do you want to go? Grab and go episode. Yeah. Well, gra- we'll work on the linguistics of what we're going to dub the episode before we uh, actually make it. But yeah, we got, we'll do that soon for you guys and for ourselves. Because you don't like grab to... and go? I, I kind of like, like grab and go. It'd be up your alley because it sounds like something you can do with a sandwich or underpants. Ooh, he makes a yeah. He's selling me well on grab and go here for sure. I'm I'm interested. You, you color me interested, sir. Forty seven hundred Sackerts. Yeah, that's a good price tag. Recap your lineup for me. All right, we got Jared Goff fifty nine hundred, Khalil Herbert fifty seven hundred, Rashad Penny forty nine hundred, 
Michael Pittman, 7,200. Devontae Smith, 5,800. Rashad Bateman, 5,600. Stephon Diggs, 8,400. Tyler Conklin, 3,600. And the Raiders defense for 2,900. All right, I'm coming at you. Lamar, 83. Damian Pierce. Actually, no, let me do it this way. Let me go. In a, in a better Take order. two, T2. Lamar, 83. Jamal Williams, 61. Damian Pierce, 56. 100. Tyler Lockett, 5,900. DJ Moore, 53. Romeo Dubs, 45. I, that's a that's a funky little trio of wide receivers at a total price tag of only 15.7. I mean, you're averaging 5,200 for those three guys. I like the way that played out. Double tight end. Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, and the vaunted Houston Texans defense. So vaunted. What is vaunted? I mean, I know what vaunted means, but I mean, like, you can't vaunt something, right? No, something it's can only be in the past tense. Yeah, it's, it happened. You can't vaunt in live action. Well, I'm ready for the Texans to fucking vaunt all over Justin Herbert's ribs. Oh man. Fucking brutal, dude. Very vaunting. You can vaunt, by the way. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. Nice. Boast about or praise. Hmm. Especially excessively is what it says. Boast about or praise, especially excessively. So you ready for the Texans to boast over Justin Herbert's ribs? Excessively. Excessively boast. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, ribs. (laughs) <laughs> Look how sweet we are. I'm just like standing over Herbert just talking to his ribs. Your ribs are a jerk. <laughs> Your ribs are a jerk. See, but that's when the flag gets tossed. We've already talked about this. That's over the line. 15 yards. 15 Keep the yards. drive going. Chiefs lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, so I took a terrible survivor choice last week and took the Seahawks, and I was not a survivor. That was dumb. That I was, was not a dumb, dumb, was a dumb, dumb choice. thing to yeah, do. I got real cute. Uh, speaking of you getting cute this week, I got real cute. Somebody we know sent me a text, presumably after listening to this podcast, and it said, all I have to say is the Falcons win this week. Oh, that was Adam, And right? I said, yeah. I agree. Uh, Adam sent you that text? Yep. Yeah, he told me about it. I got to work that day, and he was like, or maybe not, I got to work like the next day or something, and he's like, that Seahawks t- pick was terrible. And I was like, yeah, that, that holds up. <laughs> that tracks, it's fine. I'm fine, everything's fine, it's not even a big deal. But who you got, man? Who you're surviving with this week? Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay at home against the uh, Brian Hoyer-led New England Patriots. Although somehow, the, I don't know, the Patriots are now saying that Mac Jones might play. Two days ago, he was out for a month. Now he might play. Man. Can you believe Brian Hoyer is still in the NFL? Doesn't Brian Hoyer seem like he's been in the NFL for like fucking 15 years i'm i'm pretty blown away that brian hoyer is still in the nfl right now for sure like you you just said that to me and the words took a few seconds to like land on my brain they, yeah like, it was like you know how in some like animation videos sometimes you'll see a leaf very slowly falling from a tree and then like very gently land on a body of water of some type like a puddle or like a river or something and you'll see like ever super tiny little ripples come off the leaf from landing so gently on the water surface and the leaf is like curved to the point where it's like carrying water inside yeah like it a little a, droplet yeah. then can land inside the leaf and like not even explode it just sits there in droplet form exactly 
Yeah, that is how that Brian Hoyer information landed on my brain just now. It was like a slow flutter, and then suddenly I was like, wait a second, Brian Hoyer's in the fucking NFL still? I just looked it up. Brian Hoyer graduated Ohio State in 1984. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I feel like that's a lie. It's Wikipedia, dude. It's never... I, never... I would have guessed 96, 97. <laughs> Throw a, I know you're out, but just keep it going. Throw a survivor yeah. at us anyway. Um, Otherwise, this segment is just going to die at some point, which is No, I know. Stupid. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'll, uh, I've, unless you survive to the end, dog. Well, let's not get carried away. I mean, honestly, I don't really know who I'd pick. Cause I, I didn't really look much at the survivor pool because I was knocked out. I think if I was going to try to pick a survivor, I would honestly consider taking the Lions today. Uh, the God. Lions against the Seahawks. See, this, this is why I'm bad at it. I like, but like all the fav- I look across the favorites and I'm like, look across the best teams. The Bills and Ravens are playing each other. I don't want either one of them. No, 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 no. Plus, I've already used the Ravens. Um, I already used the Packers, so I can't use like I couldn't use the Packers, um, who I do like this week. I like the Giants to beat Chicago because I think Chicago's bad, but I don't know that I'd want to ride with the G-men into my survivor. It's pretty brutal. If you're ever going to, it's against the Bears. But Right, yeah, but it's still a pretty brutal call to make. Um, I would consider, like, the, the Colts-Titans just an ugly mess that I don't want a piece of. Like, I just don't want to be involved with that noise. I don't, I, I don't want to, and you can't make me. Um, fucking Chiefs are pick them against the Bucs. Like, I, as much as I was talking about, I do like the Chiefs to win that game, but I still don't really want to pick the Chiefs against that good of a defense. Like, it's a tough time to use my Chiefs pick in the survivor pool. Well, why not the Jags? I'm not going to do the Jags in a, in when they're like a monster dog to Philly. I, li- I like to bet a money line, but I don't like like him as a survivor pick against Philly. I know, man. I was I, Two I, different things, I you silly goose. Clearly. Your sarcasm was clear, sir. Your sarcasm was your sarcasm. Man, I'm uh, speech inadequate today. I think that the Packers are going to be insanely popular, which is fine. But uh, yeah, I think I would go with the Lions. Honestly, like as I'm like thinking it through more, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Lions, and we'll see. We'll we'll mark how many times we're correct or incorrect throughout the season. If if since I'm already knocked out, we'll see how many times I would get knocked out. Lions. Well, that's it, man. We did all the things that we. The Friday Five has been a complete and total success. We Friday it and we, we Friday it out, it. dude. We fived it. We uh, we we stated some bets and a parlay and a prop bet and a DFS and a survivor. Those are the things. Those are the things we do. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts for the people? Anything that you'd like the world to pontificate about as we end this podcast? Uh, so there is, I really want to play something on Monday night. We're going to leave it, we're going to leave it alone for the time being, but I, I think that maybe you should take an opportunity and give a preview of what we plan on doing on Sunday night. Oh yeah. So Sunday, I, uh, I have to work from noon to seven on Sunday along with our good pal, Adam, uh, who you'll be hearing on this show for the first time soon as he did a recording with us a couple weeks ago that will be airing in the near future. In fact, um, our good friend Adam and I are working together from noon to seven on Sunday. And meanwhile, Nick will be drinking and watching football as he does on Sundays. Heavily. And we're going to do our first ever installment of Playing Catch Up, 
where Adam and I are going to roll over here, and Nick's going to be drunk already, and we're going to start <laughs> drinking to play catch-up. But we're going to do it on the air while we also play catch-up with the events of the NFL's day. We're going to recap the day. We're going to talk about what went right and what went wrong on our bets. We're going to talk about predictions for the uh, remaining action as we watch it. We're going to do a bunch of things. It's going to be a little bit more live-action football chaos up in the crib as we uh, double entendre play catch-up. It'll be a fun segment. Good Sunday night game, Kansas City-Tampa Bay. Also, uh, I've got a couple things I want to talk about for the Monday night game, but we'll we'll let that play out when we get there. Well, it's the only time it can. We can't we can't play out the future now as much as we wish we could. I'd probably be a lot better at gambling if I could do that. Just like un, unfurl the future for myself and then make bets. That'd be a much I'd like to think I'd be better at gambling then. Looking forward to covering the 3 and 1 New York Giants. Oh, 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 oh man. I'm I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's uh Sunday's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure that you've done all the clicky-clack things. You, you click the likes and the subscribes and the five stars. Motherfucking five-star that noise. Do it. Throw a comment up in this joint. Talk about how good or bad we are. You, you can say either one. We don't really care. I have pretty thick skin. You can make fun of my terrible picks if you want to. If you made it this far, you have to have enjoyed what you were listening to. Hypothetically, sure. Or you fell asleep or something. Yeah. But. I mean, I don't know, man. People watch. The fact is there are still Star Wars fans that have liked nothing but the original trilogy of Star Wars and continue to claim themselves to be Star Wars fans when, in fact, there's like eight times more media that is not the original trilogy than the original trilogy was, and they hate all of it, but they still claim to be Star Wars fans. So, you know, there's people out here like this that just want to be miserable, that just want to tune into something they hate. And if we have some of those fans, thanks for hating us, and thanks for continuing to listen. Not necessarily our target audience, but cheers anyway. Yeah, no, just a shout-out that it can happen. No, that being said, listen, if you made it this far, you had to have enjoyed a couple things that you listened to. So dude, hit the hit the little cartoon thumbs up thing. Say some nice shit about us. I don't like asking. It rubs me the wrong way when people ask in the beginning of the show to like like something that they haven't. Like, I haven't even fucking heard it yet. Like, why would you want me to leave a good review for something that I haven't listened to? It seems bizarre. Man, that introduction was tight. Hot. That's hot. Hot. Way to come at me. The first three minutes were pretty sweet. Immediately asking me to listen and subscribe and like something when I haven't even heard it yet. I don't know. So we appreciate you sticking around for this long. And if you did, you know, now you can do the thing with the thing. The boots with the fur. Do it. We dare you. And after that little burp, excuse me. Yes. Perfect segue to an exit. Yeah, perfect way to exit the show. As always, y'all motherfuckers stay classy. Planet Earth. <laughs>